Hello, everyone, and welcome to CVU Quantum Radio Network. I'm your presenter, Daniel, and I'm here with your host, Claudia Pareco. Karmic Astrology is presented by Explore Astrology with Susan Reynolds. She has worked as a karmic astrologer for the last 35 years. Karmic Astrology traces the soul's evolution from past lives into the current life, setting the stage for a great journey of free choice and disincarnation. Look at your past, present, and future with Karmic Astrology. Astrologer and intuitive healer Susan Reynolds speaks astrology as a language of life, a positive, living, and a breathing language of human possibility. Before each reading, Susan meditates upon the chart in question and sees visions of that person's past lives and how they are impacting her current life. During her show, Susan has pre-selected some callers for different types of readings. If time allows, she will take additional live callers. If you want to be considered for your future show with Susan, please go to www.charlotteview.net, look for Susan Reynolds under our monthly shows tab, and fill out the request. Susan lives in the Charlotte, North Carolina area and attends various fairs and events. To find out locations or contact Susan Reynolds outside of the show, please go to her website, www.exploreastrology.com. Tune in Mondays and Fridays to see view and listen to all our shows. Go to charlotteview.net and look on their monthly shows. Find our podcast directory and listen to us live or on demand. Now, let's find out what is coming up in the stars and who are the lucky callers of the day. Daniel and welcome everybody to Karmic Astrology. Today the episode is Child or Grandchild Astrology. So isn't it fabulous for parents, for grandparents, that there is a way to know the chart of your grandchild, the um, potentials and the difficulties that the child might have so you can help them out in the best way possible. Maybe you have a difficult child. Well, the chart shows you how to talk to that child, how to reach out to them, what works with them and what doesn't. So everything in your household can be back to balance and harmony and love. And you understand that magnificent light that lives inside of your child. Susan Reynolds comes every month and she shows us all of the areas of astrology and how they can help you in everything that you do in your life. Money, business, love, career. Next month, we're going to talk about money in May. So if you want to be part of that show, send us your application. Or in June, we're going to talk about the astrology of the USA. So you have questions about that? Send them out so Susan can answer to that when the show comes in June. So now let's bring Susan to the show so she can tell us more about the energies that are currently 
going on, which are huge. And we can start with also the callers that we have pre-selected for this show and all the live callers that can get also an intuitive reading based on their sun sign. Susan, welcome to see you. Thanks, Claudia. I am so excited about today's show because although most adults know their sun sign, very few parents think about having a natal chart run for their child or their grandchild. And I always call a child's chart the parent's secret weapon because by the time the kids are old enough to tell us how we've messed up their life, it's really too late. (laughs) But before a child can tell us that, the chart can tell the parent, oh, this is normal for my child, or this is what my kid needs, or oh, this is why this is happening. And it really, to me, gives the parent a lot of peace of mind because most parents are like, oh, my God, am I messing the kid up? And, you know, why are they acting like this? And then when they see, oh, it's because they're a Taurus or this is normal for them as a Gemini, it's almost like a weight is lifted off and they start to really be able to understand and see the patterns there. So I love, 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 love doing the charts of children. And today we have a grandmother who is called in with a chart for her grandchild, and we have somebody else who is called in about twins. And that's always interesting to me to see the charts of twins because they're so close together. But before we start to do that, I wanted to talk to everybody a little bit about what is coming up for all of us astrologically in the month of May because this is a big, 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 big deal this month astrologically. We have a major aspect happening that has not happened in the last seven years. And this coming month, I think tomorrow is May 1st, so this coming month in May, on May 15th precisely, we are going to have the planet Uranus change signs, and it is going to leave Aries and it is going to move into the sign of Taurus. These are big doings, folks, in the sky. When Uranus moves into Taurus, Uranus is a planet of change, of upheaval, of newness. Uranus wants what's unique and different and avant-garde and it's rebellious and kind of loud sometimes. And think about Taurus. Taurus is the earth. Taurus is solid and stable and likes routine and can be kind of stubborn. So this is what happens when an irresistible force meets an immovable object. So on May 15th, Uranus will put its big toe into the sign of Taurus, and it will stay there for several months, kind of testing the waters. Then it will come back out later this year, and then next year in 2019 it will go in. So this year we get a sneak preview of what's going to happen. And I started to think about what would happen with a planet of so much change operating with so much stability. And one of the things I'm wondering about is if we might see more earthquakes, more upheaval in the earth. I think we're going to see an increase in what do they call it, seismic activity. I think we may see more volcanoes becoming active or erupting because you have to think of this Uranus energy as erupting. For people 
who are fixed signs. And these are the signs of Taurus and Leo and Scorpio and Aquarius. These signs are really going to be affected very strongly by this change. Those signs that are fixed tend to be a bit on the stubborn side. Let's be honest about it. They could be a bit stuck in their ways. But Uranus pushes us to change. It pushes us to take a chance to do something different, to you know, walk on the wild side a little bit. Now, I especially like this energy for people who may be a little bit older, maybe the over 40 set, because as we mature, we tend to make our lives a little bit smaller. We know what kind of movies we like. We know that we don't like Chinese food. We, we know the, our taste in things. But this planet comes along, and we're ready to change that. We're ready to say, you know what? I never did that before. Let me, let me see what that's like. And we all need to do that to keep ourselves young. Think about old established traditions. We may see them changing. We may see institutions that we thought would never change or never uh, have anything new or fresh. We may see that happening. Now, certainly this could be in some stable institution like a a, a bank or a, a physical building or entity, but it could be in some institution like the monarchy, let's say that's been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. We may see some changes. Certainly, we just saw a new addition, but there may be other changes. So think about what seems stuck, what seems very stubborn, because those are the things that are going to be affected the most by this Uranus energy. All the Earth signs, which are Taurus and Virgo and Capricorn, they're going to get a nice boost of energy from this because it's going into an earth sign. So the earth signs can really use this, this planet and make changes on their terms the way they want to. They can decide to change their job or you know, change their home or sell this property, or, but they get to feel like they're in charge of it. You know, Scorpio may be struggling a bit with this because um, there's a little bit of conflict there. So they may feel like change is happening to them instead of them being in charge of it. And so we're all going to have to be a little bit more adaptable. But we're going to notice this. So pay attention to the news and watch what's going on. Because let me tell you, May is a big month. Lots of stuff going on astrologically. Also on May 15th, in addition to this big Uranus move, we have Mars getting ready to move out of very stable Capricorn into very exciting Aquarius. And so we have a second planet making another change on May 15th. And Aquarius is, again, it's the sign of revolution, rebellion. You know, Aquarius wants to do what's never been done before. So if you are an Aquarius, you get this nice burst of energy with Mars coming into your sign. You know, Capricorn is going to think about it. They're going to put together a plan, and then they're going to act. Aquarius is going to go, oh, gee, I wonder what would happen if I threw a plum at the ceiling fan, you know? (laughs) They just have this exploratory energy and are curious about everything. And so this can be very exciting. And again, another wave of change and newness and exciting coming in. And then right after that, just a few days after all this stuff happening on the 15th, we have Venus changing from the sign of Gemini and moving into the sign of Cancer on the 19th of May. 
Cancer is very loving, very nurturing. It's a, it's a softer energy. And so cancer can show their love maybe through nagging just a little bit. You know, did you remember your lunch money? Are you sure you called that client back? You know, they want to take care of you and nurture. And there's a lot of energy here around family. So a lot of you may be noticing that May is a big month for family. But because Venus is here, it's a good month for getting along with family. If there are any, you know, family conflicts, I know most of you would never have a family conflict in your family, but for the few people that do, Venus can really help you bring peace and harmony, help you listen to each other and understand different points of view. Not only is it a a lovely energy for the family itself, but it's a lovely energy for the home. A lot of people are going to be deciding to redecorate and go shopping and they want a new comforter set, and they want to paint, and they want to move the furniture around, and it's time to remodel, and, you know, all kinds of things. Because Venus is about beauty, and Cancer is about our home. We want our home to be beautiful and nurturing and comfortable to us, whatever that means to you. For some people, that may be bright colors and busyness. For others, they may want an oasis of peace and calm. But Venus is going to be there to bring that in. So in May, and especially after May 19th, it's a wonderful time to let your family members know how much they mean to you, to reach out to them, to say that mushy stuff that we don't always say, to show them the affection and appreciation. I'm not sure when Mother's Day is. I know it's, it's soon and it's coming right up because I see all the signs for it. But, yes, mothers with this Venus energy coming in, mothers all over the country may be having a fabulous Mother's Day with kids going all out and spouses chipping in and all the rest of it. So May looks like a pretty exciting month with a lot going on. We have a full moon on May 29th in Sagittarius, and we have a new moon On May 15th, again, there's that May 15th again, in Taurus. Now, I don't know if any of you listening on my mailing list, but every month, at the beginning of the month, I send out a newsletter and I talk about what the new moon is doing for that month and what the full moon is doing for that month. So if you're not on my mailing list and you would like to receive that information, just go to my website www.exploreastrology.com and you can send me your, your information and I will add you in. And it's free. You know, you don't have to pay anything for that. That's just my gift to you. And also on my website, I'll just mention quickly, every month I put out free predictions for every sign. What's going to be going on that month for that sign? I love astrology and I want to share it with everybody. So I do my best to put out as much free information for everybody as I can. Some of you may know that every day, every morning, I post on Facebook where the moon is going to be that day. So if you follow me on Facebook, and it's just Susan Reynolds on Facebook, you can see where the moon is going to be, and I'll talk about the day the full moon is and the new moon and what specifically that might mean for you as a Sagittarius or a Libra. So you can follow that as well. So You don't necessarily have to have a reading to be able to get astrological information. So you can private message me, give me your email address, let me know you want to be on that list, and I'll be happy to add you in. So May is going to be exciting. 
which means we are all going to be super, super busy. And that means we are going to be busy with our family and busy with our children and our grandchildren. And I love reading the charts for children. And today we have Joanne who has given me some information on her granddaughter's chart. Do we have Joanne on the line? Yes, we do. Welcome, Joanne. Hey. Hey, Joanne. Hey, Susan. How are you? I am good. Thanks for calling in. I am. Oh, sure. I know you provided. Okay. You gave me information on two grandchildren. Um, I'm going to talk about the first grandchild, and I want to make sure we get to everybody. So I'm going to talk about the first grandchild. We're going to take other callers, and if we have time, I'll talk about the second grandchild. Um, but everybody, even if you did not send me birth information for your son or daughter or grandchild, you can call in and just ask about your Capricorn grandson or your Aquarius granddaughter or, you know, your children. And I'll do my best to answer those questions and tell you about, you know, each sign. So don't be afraid to ask. I'm looking at your granddaughter's chart, which it makes me smile, Joanne, because I think it's a great chart. Astrologically, it is super, super interesting. Now, from a parental point of view, I don't know. (laughs) She may be a bit of a handful. And I mean that in the best possible way. Your um, granddaughter has her son in Aries. And she has her Uranus in Aries and she has her Mercury in Aries. And this is a very uh, feisty sign. We'll just put it that oh, way. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Aries is the one. Remember, Aries is the first sign of the zodiac. So it is considered to be like the baby of the zodiac. Think of okay. the baby. You know, okay. me, me, me. And oh, I do God. not mean that in a selfish way. I do, this is not a selfish child. Aries has a generous, generous heart, but they don't always notice other things. You know the um, the old old sitcoms, uh, black and white sitcoms, where they would show a husband and wife driving home from the party, and the wife would spend the drive explaining the party to the husband. No, what she meant when she said this was, that's Aries. (laughs) They can be oblivious to things. It goes right over their head. You cannot expect an Aries child to just know or assume. You have to spell it out. You have to say it out loud. Once they know, they can accept it. But you have to be very, very clear with an Aries child. And you have to be very clear repeatedly. (laughs) They have whatever their need is, they want, and even expect that need to be taken care of instantly. So in some <laughs> ways, yeah, yeah, this is why. It's natural mm-hmm. for her. Aries babies are actually easy to take care of. They're going to yell and scream if they're wet or hungry or their diaper needs changing or they're, they're uncomfortable in a position. They will yell their heads off until somebody comes and fixes it, and then they're back to being a bright, sunny, lovable kid again. Mm-hmm, they can mm-hmm. change in the blink of an eye. They are going to be very clear about letting you know what they need. You don't ever have to worry about that. I want this. Okay. I need that. They're going to tell <laughs> you. 
but you also have to explain things to them. You have to explain about why sharing is important or this is why we do this. They need to hear this. They need to hear it out loud. You have to remember that Aries has a very competitive spirit. And so one of the ways to motivate an Aries child to do something is to make it a contest. I bet I can finish my green beans before you can. Or I bet I can get ready for bed before you. You know, Aries likes to be first. So if you make it a contest where they can win, they're happy. (laughs) Okay. They, They can seem to have a bad temper. It's not that they have a bad temper. They're actually very sunny, good-natured kids and a good-natured sign. But they're forceful. They want to be heard. And they're not going to let you ignore them. So this this is not a good child to say, here, go play quietly while the adults talk. Because I'm going to tell you, that's not going to happen. Oh, Oh my God, Susan, this is so Adeline. (laughs) Yeah. She also has a lot of energy here around the fourth house of home and family. So even more than most people, her early childhood, her parents, her siblings, her family is going to be super, super important to her. Now, right now, if I remember correctly, she's about two years old. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So she's at the toddler stage. But shortly, I'd say in about a year or two, not too far off, you're going to start to see some of those fourth house Cancerian qualities come out. And Cancer loves their family, and they nurture their family. Many times, with a strong Cancer influence, it doesn't matter about the age, they end up being the ones that dominate the whole family. (laughs) Everybody wants to keep the Cancer happy. (laughs) Oh, dear. And okay. so, yeah, but she will start in a very gentle, loving way, bossing the whole family. <laughs> It'll be, you know, mom, remember, don't put onions in that. Daddy's allergic. You know, she'll start reminding her big brother, don't forget your homework. It's raining. Are you taking an umbrella? You'll start to see, it's really sweet. You'll start to oh, see this very nurturing quality come out the way to reach her is with hugs and kisses it's funny because she has these two energies going on she she wants to be nurtured she wants to receive the love of her family but she's so independent that she will just push it away no no i can do it leave me alone Mm -hmm, i can mm -hmm. feed myself i can dress myself i can drive the car you know (laughs) so yeah, she doesn't know she can't do that. You know, you have to make sure she does not mm-hmm. have the car keys anywhere because at eight years old, she'll <laughs> think she can do it, you know. Oh, my God. Okay. So, yeah, so she may actually push people away because she wants to be independent when she really mm-hmm. needs those hugs and kisses. So she's okay. very tactile. So she really needs a lot of out loud, I love you. I, okay. you're a great kid, I'm so happy to be your grandma, or, you know, you're just so loved, and, you know, whatever okay. positive loving statements and lots of touches and hugs and kisses. And she will find the oddest time to just crawl into your lap and throw her arms around you, and your heart will just melt. 
Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. she is very intuitive. She's going to know. She may be throwing a temper tantrum to beat all temper tantrums, and then you're having a bad day, and she will just come over to you and put a string of kisses all over your face and go, don't be sad, Grandma. It'll be okay. And no. oh, you just melt. <laughs> yeah. This is her. She's like the devil on one shoulder and the angel on the other. <laughs> Yes, and yes. so you have to be able to channel that Aries energy. It's very physical. I don't know if mm-hmm. there are like sports programs for two-year-olds, but as soon as she's <laughs> able or old enough or programs will accept her, I would find some physical things for her to do, gymnastics mm-hmm. or, you know, peewee, this or that, or, you know, I think maybe at three years old they accept them. Or, um, actually, actually I would, we found we found one for her, and she just started a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I'm so glad. I am so, so, so glad. Aries children are high, high energy, and you have to find an outlet for that energy, or they can accidentally destroy the house. <laughs> they don't mean yes. to. <laughs> mm-hmm, but there's mm-hmm. got to be some sort of outlet. So if they're cooped up in an apartment or a condo, it's even more challenging for them. So, yeah, I'm so glad you have her in a program. So okay. she's going to want her opinions listened to. She's going to want to know people are paying attention to her. So let her have her say, and then she'll calm down a little bit. You know, she'll okay. interrupt you in a conversation. She does not know she's two years old. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. And I'll tell you something quickly because I'm going to have to move on to somebody else. But this child is going to be very successful professionally in life. So all of these qualities of drive and determination and independence that may make a parent and grandparent crazy at two years old, (laughs) at 25, 35, 45, she's going to be reaching the top of her profession. Oh, great. So be nice because she may be taking care of her family in their old age. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, perfect. This is, yeah, this is just so her, you know, and it really does help explain a lot. I love her energy, but I'll be the first person to say she may be a challenge. I love (laughs) her, but yes, I'm glad she's in a physical program. (laughs) Right. Well, this energy when you haven't had your first cup of coffee in the morning is a little much. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. But she has such a loving heart. Okay. My pleasure. Yeah. So that's awesome. I'm thinking of of another Aries girl that I know. And it's exactly like that. Like the whole family, Mm -hmm. she's just one. And the whole family is, exhausted, nobody uh, has a quiet time. She wakes up like three or four times during the night just because uh-huh. and has everybody uh, marching to her rhythm. And it's amazing how much we all empower these little <laughs> Aries have, yeah. You yeah, can't tell them to be quiet. That does not work. They can't do it. They're not trying to be willful or disobedient. They, they're not able to do that. Instead of trying to get them to be quiet, you have to find a way to channel the energy. And that's the way you find a little peace and quiet and get to have a cup of coffee. 
Now, Susan, when you this is when you have your sun sign as Aries. Is that the same, or uh, how does that change when your ascendant is is Aries? Well. There are three major components in astrology that astrologers look at first. Your sun sign, your moon sign, and your ascendant. And sometimes, occasionally, you will see two of those be the same. Like you'll have your sun and your moon in the same sign. Or maybe your moon and your ascendant or your sun and your ascendant are in the same sign. And if you see that same sign show up twice, you would be said to be a double Aries or a double Taurus because you mm-hmm. have that, that theme showing up again. And occasionally, more rarely, you will see the sun, the moon, and the ascendant all in the same sign. And then you would be said to be a triple Aries or a triple Taurus. And if you have that showing up um, again in the, in the moon or in the ascendant as well as your sun, then you're going to have that energy very, very prominent in your life. And you can't necessarily get away from it or balance it. You have to find a way to make peace with it. You have to find a way to challenge it because you just got a double dose of it. And so think Mm, of all the qualities. Yes. So all of those qualities that are associated with any sign, it's like that sign on steroids for the good qualities and for the more challenging qualities. But it's as if that person came in and said, by God, I'm going to learn how to do this. I'm going to learn how to be high energy. I'm going to learn how to take care of my family or whatever it is. It's like they were determined. So it's almost like putting an exclamation point in the, in the chart. So it becomes much, much more powerful. Mm. Thank you. So let's go to Denver, Colorado, and let's bring Cassandra okay. to the show. Good morning, Susan. Good morning, Claudia. Hey, welcome to the show. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Now, you did give me some information, and you yes. gave me information on twins. So congratulations on twins. Thank you. You have a son <laughs> and a daughter. And yes. they were actually born about an hour apart. And so yes. I ran a chart for both children. And when you have twins, sometimes they're born just minutes apart. Sometimes they're born hours apart. But sometimes that chart is very, very close to being exact. And sometimes yes. that chart shows a lot more differences. When you have twins, and this is my personal theory, just from the twins that I have read for, even though the majority of that chart is going to be the same for both of them, what I usually see is one twin who will kind of live more or own more of the sun energy, and the other twin will live or own more of the moon energy. And they're each going to have some of it represented in their chart. It's like that yin and yang symbol but there may be differences in the weight of how much they give to it. So, And with twins, when so much is the same, you really start to see each individual's free will play out. Because let's say there are twins, and one twin becomes a great artist, and one twin becomes a great art thief, 
you know, they're both working with art just in two very different ways. <laughs> so the themes that run through their life are going to be the same, but their free will on how they choose to use that or handle that is definitely going to show up. Now, your twins got in just under the wire because they will be 18 in October of this year. And when I say I'm running a child's chart, I consider that to be anybody under the age of 18 because at 18 you're considered an adult in the United States. And once you're over the age of 18, I will not read for that person or look at that person's chart without their permission. So when somebody has a 22-year-old son and they want me to read for them, I'm going to ask, does he know you're doing this? Is he okay with this? Because the chart is personal and it's private and it shows a lot of information. And although I think it's an excellent tool for parents, I don't want to invade an adult's privacy. So you got your kids under just under the wire here because in a few months I would have been I would have had to say, do I have their permission? Do they know? And they're old enough to where they may be interested or like this, or they may have asked you to call in and see what shows up. But your son was born at 2.30 a.m., and your daughter was born at 3.17 a.m., so almost an hour apart. And because of that difference, there are some differences in their chart. There's a lot of things that are the same, but there are some things that are different. Now, first of all, both of them are going to have their son in Libra, and both of them have their moon in Gemini, and they have Uranus in Aquarius. So both of them have this huge amount of air energy in their chart, flowing in a beautiful way. The air energy is all about the mind. You've got two smart kids here. (laughs) They are smart. They are probably verbal. They may have started to talk young. With all of this air energy, there's a curiosity that happens. And it's almost as if they never outgrow that why is the sky blue mommy stage. And it doesn't matter if they're three years old or 30 years old. Their mind just keeps seeking to know. But the air energy wants to know everything, but it does not necessarily stay settled with anything. So when they were younger, oh, my goodness, I bet they just ran you ragged because they need a lot of mental stimulation. When someone is taking their air energy children on a road trip, I always tell the parents, pack twice as many toys and activities as you would for anybody else because they're going to get bored in 10 minutes and they're going to want to say, are we there yet? Or what else is there to do? So you have to keep them mentally engaged. And that's going to be true for them to some degree their entire life. They may fall in love with somebody because they can talk to them first. They're going to want somebody that they can engage with mentally. You know, yes, they may want them to be attractive, but they want them to be smart. They want them to be somebody who can argue with them. You know, these air signs, especially Gemini, love to argue, not fight, not fight in anger, but to sort of take the opposite side, or they may argue their case. When they were seven or eight, I bet they were giving you good arguments for them, their bedtime to be moved back later, you know? Yes, yes. So I always tell the parents of, of air children, practice the phrase because I said so early on and just keep saying it. 
even though we all probably hated it when our parents said that. But if you start to engage in an argument with them, well, you can't have the candy because it's going to hurt your teeth. But, Mommy, I just went to the dentist, and he said my teeth are great. Like, they will come back at you, and they will start to argue with you, and they will make good points. And no parent wants to sit there arguing for 10 minutes. So don't even try. Just I'm the mommy, and I get to make that decision, the end kind of thing. So they both have this, and they can both keep each other engaged, you know, because they both love to talk. They love, And they're probably, you know, it's all this Libra, they're probably both very attractive. You probably have two very attractive children. Yeah. And you have probably had to set some dating limits because Libra kids get interested in dating pretty young. And they might start asking about a boyfriend or girlfriend way before mom or dad are ready for them to start dating. And so make sure that you have your limits clear. You can start dating when you go to college or you start dating when you're 16 years old and not before, or you can only date in a group or, you know, that would be a conversation I would have had with them when they were 12, you know, because Libras are very social. They're social with their friends. They're usually very popular. They like to be around people. They enjoy a good party. And at almost 18 years old, you know, that's not always something every parent loves to hear, (laughs) that their children enjoys going to parties and having fun. You know, Virgos and Cancers, maybe staying home. No, no, that's okay. You go. But Libras are going to get out there and have a good time. And You have to be careful about making sure they know what the rules are and what they can and cannot do and sort of, you know, setting some boundaries for them. Because when you combine that curiosity and the social activities, you want to make sure that these are the years that they really know what is and is not acceptable in your family, what your values are, what your rules are, and that these are the rules and they do not change kind of thing. Now, I will say it really looks as if your son, both your son and your daughter have planets in the house of career. So they're both going to be kind of career oriented. They're really going to be looking at the future. What do I want to be when I grow up? What do I need to get there? What do I need to do to achieve my goals? You know, your son has a little bit more energy there in the career, but your daughter has, has two planets there. Your son has three. So they're both, you know, looking at the future and taking a, a crack at that. Both of them would do very well in any kind of career around real estate or housing or architecture, design, building something. Both of them would be very good at that. They would also be good in the food industry, running a restaurant, a catering company, writing a cookbook. You know, they, um, both of them are great storytellers. I don't mean like telling a lie. I mean um, writing. I mean telling a story. They have a wonderful imagination. Your daughter especially has a real ability here to stay with something and to tell a story and to make it happen. She might want to look around into publishing. Both of them would also do well in the legal field. I can think of no other area in which being able to argue pays off like it does in the legal field. You know? Ain't that the truth? 
you know, so you, so as mom, you might want to steer them there, you know, because they can take the other side, they can argue either way, so that would yes. be good. I, I would also say your son, uh, he may get interested in something to do with the body, with health and healing. He, he might be good as a nutritionist or a fitness instructor or, you know, doing some Reiki healing and energy healing. He has a kind of sensitive body chemistry. I know the men are supposed to be, you know, all tough and strong, but he needs to be careful about He may have a, a sensitive body chemistry that just reacts to things or sometimes has odd reactions to things. So he should be aware of that. And he should really watch what he eats. Both of them have kind of a, a sensitive moon and stuff may show up in their stomach. You know, I have a stomach ache or something didn't agree with me kind of thing. But they are smart kids. They're motivated to succeed. And ultimately, with that Libra moon, love is going to win out. So what they don't want to do more than anything is to hurt anybody's feelings. Somewhere along the line... All Libra children seem to get the message, love is good, anger is bad. And they're the most loving children around, but they have a hard time expressing their anger. Now, both of your children have a strongly placed Mars, which I'm glad of because it kind of helps express some of that anger. But it's in an earth sign, and, and it's in Virgo, which is a little bit more self-critical and so teaching your kids that we all get angry and here's what we do and here's how you express anger that's important for Libras to learn and so sort of showing them okay when I get angry this is what I do what do you do when you get angry a lot of Libras don't even recognize when they're angry they'll say something like well I'm hurt you're not angry no I'm, I'm hurt but if you start to dig a little bit, underneath the hurt is the anger. And so that will be something that you can help them deal with and express and bring to the surface and let them know that's normal and it's okay and here's what you're going to do and it's, you're going to be safe and it's fine. Because anger, harsh words, yelling, this can be very threatening and upsetting to a Libra, whether that is with a friend or in the family or in any situation. They want a very peaceful environment around them, and that's important for them. So the more peace and love you can give them, as well as letting them know that it's okay to be angry and upset sometimes in life, that's some of the most solid, basic, secure foundation you can give them. So does that kind of help at all? Yes, it does. <laughs> oh my God. Yes, yes, especially dealing with my um, my twin son, and after dealing with the death of their father, he has oh, been having yeah, yeah. He has it's been almost three years now, but he has been mm-hmm. having some type of anger issue. So I have been dealing with him, talking to him, you know, and trying to help him get through the situation as best as possible. As best you know, as possible. And I believe that mm-hmm. we're coming, coming down to the 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 slope end of the hill right now. So okay. it's not as, you know, it's not as much as difficult as it was before. But, yeah. I'm so glad. Anger, 
yeah, a lot of anger issues there. We still talk a lot about it, you know, and I'm very open with talking to my my children, you know, with whatever's mm-hmm. going on, and then especially about the yelling because he knows that when he makes me upset and I start yelling at him, he'd be like, Mom, why are you yelling? I'm not listening. So, so yeah. which basically See? means, yeah, yeah, and he'll tell me that, Mom, why are you yelling? I'm not listening. And then so, so basically, which tells me to step back. Calm down uh-huh. and talk to him sensibly, so that he can get the uh, get an understanding. Because the yelling, he ain't finna listen. Mm-mm. Well, he he's yeah, listen. he's letting you know this is upsetting to me. Anger yes. or yes. loud words or disharmony is upsetting. But you can also point out to him, this is one of the ways people express their anger. How are you expressing your anger? Because sometimes yes. neighbors can turn that anger inside. And they try to escape from it, or they they mm-hmm. turn it on themselves. And so, you know, letting them know that anger may not be comfortable, but it can be healthy to say yes. what you want to say. So, yeah. So those times, those are times you two could sit down and kind of have a talk about it. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's beautiful. Other than that, it was right on point. I totally understand. And my daughter, she's been working on her book now for almost two years. So you're right yes, on point. Yes, I love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, she's into romance. That's what she likes. She likes romance. So she's been writing her book now for almost two years. So you're on point. How perfect wow. for a Libra, writing a romance novel. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> So I greatly appreciate it. I really do. <laughs> okay. Well, my pleasure. I hope you keep listening. And I will ask Claudia if we have any other questions or anything anybody wanted to know. Well, you know, I do want to know something. You mentioned, uh, I'm kind of scared of mentioning that, but you mentioned that Uranus is going to be um, on the sign of uh, Taurus. Taurus. And that especially fixed <laughs> signs are going to yeah. have its cause. And then I was thinking, you know, in my family, we are five in the family, but the five of us have the four fixed um, signs, which are Aquarius, Taurus, Leo, and, and Scorpio. Scorpio. So mm-hmm. what, what do we do? Lucky you. <laughs> when you have a family... Wow, with so much fixed energy. You know, for those of you who may not know, a fixed sign is a, is a tone or a way of a sign expressing itself. And when it is fixed, it is exactly what it sounds like. It can be a little bit stuck. It can really stay <laughs> with something. It is fixed in place. So all of those signs have a reputation for being... A little bit stubborn, shall we say. (laughs) So you can get a family with all of this stuck energy and nobody wants to give in. It can be like, no, we should have vanilla. No, we need chocolate. No, I'm I'm sticking with vanilla. So it can be a little bit more challenging to reach compromises because when you have that kind of a stubborn energy, somebody could see compromise as losing. It can be very black and white, you know, on the other hand, I'm going to tell you, when everybody in the family has that same kind of energy, there is a lot of staying power. And so there can be a lot of accomplishment 
Because to accomplish anything, we can't give up at the first obstacle. We can't cut and run the first time something goes wrong. You know, do you want that in a marriage? We had a fight. Oh, the marriage is over. No. You want somebody, you know, who's going to be there keeping their commitments. And your family does. They can sometimes overkeep their commitments. But the good news is, is that all of you have that same value. If you commit something to somebody, you see it through. You keep your promises. You, you don't walk away. You make it happen. You keep going. Those are shared family values. And that's a positive thing. The challenge is to make sure that all of you are not sticking your little heels in the ground saying, no, I'm not going to do it. You can't make me. And I'm talking about the adults, too, because we can all get (laughs) to that place. So you have to make sure that you're not just being stubborn to be stubborn, but are really saying, I think this way is best because, but I'll listen to everybody else's ideas. So your family may need to make a point of that or consciously bring that in or sort of notice, do I just not want to compromise kind of thing. But I love the fact that there is a very strong shared value in your family. And on May 15th, when Uranus goes into Taurus, yes, Claudia, this is going to be felt by your family, probably more than many other families, because all of you have that, you know, sort of a lot of staying power energy in their chart. Now, I don't have everybody's chart in front of me or know the degrees of where all this energy is. And as I said before, Uranus is not going to go very far into Taurus. It's just going to stick its big toe in the water. So it doesn't get past like three degrees. So for those who are born more at the beginning of that sign, they may feel that a bit more intensely than those right now, this year, than those born in the middle or the latter part of that sign. But in in general, all of the people in your family are going to be a bit more ready for change. So you may see your kids say, I want to redecorate my room. Or, you know what, I think I want to try taking Chinese in school next year. Or I want to try out for the, the choir. And you're like, really? You never mentioned anything about that. But it's all part of pushing themselves and trying new things. I like it when Uranus comes up against one of those fixed signs. Because when it does, it gets you out of a rut. It allows you to change It pushes you to do something new when normally you might not do that because you can be comfortable. Oh, I'm fine doing this for the next 22 years. Uranus comes along and says, you know what, let me take a class and see if I like that. So you're going to notice all of you in different ways opening up and expanding into new energies. And I would encourage that. I mean, unless they're trying to, you know, jump off a building or expand into something crazy (laughs) or dangerous, I would say it's going to be a really good few months for your family to try new things individually and together as a family. You may see your kids come in and say, can we move to the other side of town or let's put in a pool? And you may be, no, we're not putting in a pool. No, we're not moving. But what they're doing and what they're saying is we're ready for something new. We're ready to shake things up. 
So it may be going to different restaurants, trying new movies, going somewhere you've never been, challenging yourself in some way. That I look at this as positive. It may be pushing you a little bit, but I don't necessarily think that's negative. I think we can take that push and use it to do something we've never done before. So I'd be interested to see how your family is starting to react to this. Have you seen any of these energies start yet or open up yet? Yeah, you know, um, my the reason I, I didn't send you the charts for my children because they are older than 18. So okay. my younger son... As long as you have their permission, I can look. No, I'm not sending that for you. Well, I'll, I'll ask them, but the changes that I see is one is the younger... He's finishing college and moving to another city. The oldest oh. wants to move out of where he is right now. He, ha- he There's no plans, but he just today said, Mom, me and my girlfriend want to move out to another state. So I don't know if they're uh-huh. planning on that. And then my middle son is also looking for a new job. And I don't know, maybe... Uh, Hector and I, we have always wanted to have something international, so we have been thinking about how can we make that possible. So I don't know. Maybe that's the movement there you go. on Earth. So, so let, I'll let you know. You, let you it know sounds like you're all using this energy exactly the way it's meant to be used, which is to open you up to new possibilities and broaden your vision. So I find that yeah. incredibly exciting. Yeah, you know, I, I do like Maybe you're, I, Yes. This is where you get to make the changes on your terms. You get to own that energy, and that's always positive. So, yeah, I would love to see your radio show go international and, and you be the next media mogul, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, let's see what happens. So, Susan, we have... Um, a little less than 10 minutes, but I can extend that forward because we were going to talk about the um, sign of the month. So just take your time. Don't yeah. worry about about um, the time. I'm okay with, with going over. So we can talk about Aries and Taurus because we missed Aries last month. Yes, last month I announced that every radio show starting this month at the tail end of the radio show, I was going to have the sign of the month. And I would be talking a little bit about that sign, what it meant to be that sign, and what might be coming up in very general terms for that sign. And so last month I said, we're going to talk about Aries next month in April. And I forgot that the radio show is right at the tail end of the month, which means that the Aries energy has really passed. And really, we're in Taurus energy and should be looking at Taurus for the month of May. So I said this month I wanted to keep my promise and I would talk very quickly and generally about both. And I'm going to talk a little bit about Aries and what it means to be an Aries. And then I'm going to talk a little bit about Taurus and what's going on for both of them. With Aries, Aries is a fire sign. And it is the first sign of the zodiac. So Aries likes to be first. When I was talking to the grandmother about her grandchild, I said, make it a contest. Aries can be very competitive, 
And so they want to be first. They want to win something. So whether you have an Aries child or whether you're an adult, it's okay to want to win something, to, to be first, to be acknowledged, to be seen. Remember that the ruling planet for Aries is Mars. And Mars is the planet of war. It's, it's feisty. Sometimes Aries can have a bit of a temper. And so teaching Aries, you know, when it is and is not appropriate to, you know, show that temper is important for them. You know, anger can be Aries' go-to emotion. You know, nobody's going to treat me like that. Nobody should treat anybody like that. Oh, okay, never mind. I, you know, it's all right now. You know, they can go from zero to 100 and back again very, very quickly. But they have that fire warmth. And they're very, very loving people. They're extremely independent. And it can be a little bit harder, I think, for women than men with this energy because they want to be trailblazers. They want to go out into the world and do things that have never been done before. And women may run into a few more blocks or or roadblocks along the way with this energy. But they will change the world because they have vision And they're going to make it happen. When Aries gets excited about something, they get everybody else excited about it too. They're like, oh, my God, let's do this. And it's just infectious. You just get caught up in it and go, oh, my God, that's a great idea. I love it. Aries will always make things happen. So they are exciting. They are not going to sit there, you know, knitting And not that there's anything wrong with knitting, but they're not going to sit quietly in the corner, whether it's reading the paper or knitting a blanket. They're going to be out in the world making their mark and sharing their their humor and their drive and their excitement. And this is regardless of any age, whether they are two years old or 92 years old, it is the same thing. They could be 92 and in assisted living, and they will be like, you know what, I'm going to organize a boycott of the lunches here because we don't like them. We want hot lunches and not sandwiches. And I love that energy that embraces life and gets out there and says, I could change the world. And Aries can do that. And so if you have an Aries friend, you know that warmth and the humor and the excitement that comes with being Aries. Now, Taurus is very different. Even though the signs are next to each other, Taurus and Aries could not be more different because Taurus is ruled by Venus. And Tauruses, or the bulls, they're very laid back, very chill, very relaxed. Okay, whatever you want, not a problem. You know, usually if you say, let's do this, let's do that, Taurus is usually very good about saying, all right, works for me, you know, Um, very relaxed sign. They can get stuck in a rut a little bit. You know, they're not going to be out there, you know, yelling and changing the world and marching in Washington. They, you know, they're like, no, no, I'm okay. I'm comfortable. Taurus has to make sure they don't get in a rut because Taurus can be a bit comfortable in a rut. But Taurus is ruled by Venus. So they're very loving. They're very tactile. Tauruses want to hug you and kiss you and touch you. And if you're the parents of a Taurus child, they like lots of hugs and kisses and affection because, you know, they just want to touch the material. They can be a bit fussy about their clothes. They're like, no, this itches or this doesn't feel good. I don't like this material. You know, they're, they're the ones who get crazy about those tags in the backs of, of clothes. They'd be like, this tag is rubbing my skin. They, they want silk and satin and comfortable things around them. They want their home to be comfortable and welcoming. They, they want to enjoy 
their life and they're willing to work very, very hard. This is a stubborn sign. They will commit to something and they will keep that commitment no matter what. And so there's a tremendous amount of staying power with Taurus. There's a problem, they keep going. They run into a difficulty, they keep going. So they're capable of great, great achievement because nothing stops them. They hone in on a goal and they will work until they have it. There's a strong theme around money, around Taurus, just like there's a theme of leadership around Aries. Taurus is one of our money signs. And so Taurus is great at saving money, investing money. A lot of Tauruses work in investments and banking and, you know, the stock market. They just seem to have an affinity for that. You know, my sister is a Taurus. And as a child, I would just spend my allowance. And my sister would save hers, and she'd charge me interest. You know, like We were like eight years old, and she'd be charging me interest because she understood that. They seemed to have an instinctive understanding about money and the fact that money will bring you freedom. And they're right. The more financially comfortable we are, the more choices we have. And so they really talk to their investment person. They really look at the overall financial picture. But because of that Venus energy, they are just, they have this sweetness to them and a kind, loving spirit and a loyalty where they will stand by their friends and stand by their family. They will even stand by their bosses and their coworkers. And if you are lucky enough to have a Taurus friend, they will be your friend for life. So the signs are very different, but every sign has its high side and has its low side. And there's no sign that owing is bad and there's no sign that owing is good. We all have our challenges and we all have our gifts. And, the, the, you know, what we want to do is to make sure that we use our gifts and that we lift up our challenges in positive ways. So next month we will be talking not only about astrology and money, but we'll be talking about the sign of Gemini at the end of the show. And so if you want to know about what money looks like in your chart or the best way for you to earn a living or where you can make the most money, you know, call Claudia, email me, send in your information, and we will take a look at your chart. We will see what's going on next month. Claudia, are we okay on time or where do we stand? Well, we just uh, finished our transmission for today. So is okay. there anything? It's one o two, but it's perfect. So is there okay. anything that that we missed the comment, or are we ready to say goodbye and to invite everybody to call back next month, May twenty first? That's when you're going to have your show. It's the third Monday, not the last, because of Labor Day. So we are uh, Memorial doing the Day. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Memorial there. So we're doing the show one week before. So for everybody to know. And, and perfect, it's going to be about money. Money makes the world go round. <laughs> yeah. So. I, and they say we have to love our money. So let's uh, have a special day for that in Susan, thank you for everything that you do. This was a tremendously nice show. And we're going to get people um, for next show as well. And let's talk about money and let's see how we can bring it on and how it shows in each sign. So that's so much uh, 
that's so interesting. Well, I'm looking forward to it because it's it's good information for all of us to have. Well, again, thank you for being with us, and um, we're going to say goodbye for now. Enjoy the rest of your week, and see you soon. Enjoy your vacation or wherever you're, you okay. are. <laughs> All right. Well, I will see you on May 21st, and we'll see what's going on. Thank you, and goodbye. Okay. Take care. Bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.